Welcome to the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. I am your host, Steve Gordon, and I am on the line today with my co-host, John Curry. If you listened to our last episode, uh, you know that John is driving, and we're recording <laughs> these back-to-back. Uh, John is somewhere in the middle of the woods in Florida on I-10, heading to Jacksonville, Florida. John, glad we're uh, connecting yet again this morning, and I'm uh, looking forward to Talking about our topic today of let the ideas do the selling. Absolutely. The last session was great, the last episode, and I'm looking forward to this one, too. And it's not raining, but it's nice and overcast, so it's a beautiful day to drive. So uh, let's go to work, my friend. Awesome. Well, we kind of left this last episode with the idea of you You started to introduce the idea of of using, you know, ideas to, to sell. Um and you talked about how you did that through your podcast, but that's not necessarily new, right? You've been doing this for what, 35 years at least? Um, well, at least that, probably 40, because I've been in business 45 years. Right. So, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. And and the distinction that, that you like to make, I think, is, is ideas versus products. So um, why don't you kind of, lead us down the path here so that folks can understand this idea. Okay. Well, let me try it out on you. So you are somebody brand new that I don't know. We barely know each other. Perhaps we met at a Rotary Club breakfast, dinner, whatever. And I say to you, you ask me what I do. And I say, Steve, would you like to buy some life insurance? Uh, nope. <laughs> and no. Okay. Wow, that didn't work. So I led with a product, and so now what's going to happen? Well, you got to find another prospect now. Right. So, and I probably won't get another shot at you. But if I do this, if I say, Steve, let me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder how you can reduce your income taxes or ever wonder, do you ever worry about how you're going to have enough money in retirement? With all of the shenanigans going on with uh, the political debates and the currency wars and low interest rates, you know, treasure bonds being the lowest they've been in decades. Does that ever bother you? Um, I was going to give you a s- smart aleck remark, but I don't want to get political. Go ahead. Yeah, it does. Well, has, this, has anybody sat down with you and shared ideas? that would help you overcome those things. For example, ideas on how to save money, not have to pay tax on it while it's growing or when it comes out, instead of all taxable like you have with your, your 401k and your IRAs, uh, how to structure where it's protected against low interest rates, protected against market declines. I mean, has anyone ever sat down and just shared ideas like that with you to help you expand your horizon and be able to identify if those ideas are worthy of your consideration or not? No, they haven't. And, you know, my guy is, he's this knucklehead named Curry and he doesn't share any of that with me. You probably ought to fire that guy because he's no good, <laughs> I, but, uh, but I'm real good and I'll help you. But my, my name is John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, so, so let's dissect what just happened there for a second, and then I like your your take on it because of the uh, your marketing skills. But for me, I don't want to engage in products too fast. And if you were to say, "Is this life insurance?" I say, "Well, no." Do you want to buy some life insurance? We're just talking about ideas now. 
because I, I want to do a little bit of a takeaway so that I can get you comfortable just having a conversation. So that's why I do it the way I do it. And then if somebody says, well, is this life insurance or variable annuities or this or that? I said, it could be. Right now, it's just ideas to deal with these issues that I threw out. Those are possible solutions, but they're not the only solutions. And that's where I separate myself from the pack. That I don't say, hey, I've got the best product or I've got the best this or the best that. I have ideas based on 45 years of working with thousands of people. So I have a certain skill set, knowledge, hopefully some wisdom that I've acquired. And perhaps some of my ideas would help you. So let me pause there and you give me some feedback on what you've heard so far from the marketing side. Well, we can break down why why that aligns with the way the brain works from a marketing perspective. But But before we do that, I think it's important for everyone listening to understand that um, as a financial advisor, you are in a commodity business. I can I can dial 1-800-NO-HELP and get every product that you sell. Oh, yeah. So if all and cheap And cheaper. Well, yeah, because they don't have to pay you. So, um, I, you know, if, if you're not bringing some extra value, why on earth would I want to do business with you? And the ideas are what can differentiate and the ideas are what help you escape that commodity trap. Um, and, and that's why I think this is so important. I mean, this is not just in, in your business, John, but this is across all businesses. I mean, we're, we're seeing professions that you thought would never face overseas and commodity competition um, run into that. And I was just having this conversation with my accountant uh, within the last six or eight months, um, how they're having to transition. And uh, because there are now internet-based bookkeeping services that are taking a lot of their monthly work away. And so they're trying to elevate to be the ones that are really selling you the business advice and business ideas. And so this is, you know, this is not unique to your industry, but it's vital, I think, if you're going to survive going forward. So let's talk a little bit about the the mechanics of it though. I mean, I mean, nobody, nobody's running around going, gosh, I need some life insurance today. That's not where their mind is. And when you start there, and this isn't just a, a symptom of, of folks in, in your business, John, this is with business by and large, we get so focused on the solution that we're offering that we don't go and, and address the fundamental problem that, it solves. People don't think about solutions. They first think about problems that they have. And you have got to start the conversation at that stage and then walk them carefully and, and deliberately towards the most appropriate solution. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, that's fundamental marketing, but it's fundamental marketing because that's how the brain works. Let me give you a quick example of what happened just yesterday. A couple came in, and Ed and I, um, a teammate, were meeting with them. And I didn't know what the topic was going to be. I hadn't seen them in years. They haven't done a good job of coming in for reviews. So we had, I asked them the question, how much time do we have? She says, I've got to walk out of here no later than uh, 12.45, 12.50, maybe, to get back to the office. I said, great. What would you like to accomplish in our time together? This is we're taking the first bite of our salads. <clears throat> and I knew we had a brief amount of time. 
And they're life insurance clients. That's all they have with me is life insurance. They each have a term policy and a whole life policy each. And the reason Ed was there is to, I'm, I'm developing people that he'll take over and work with as the lead person. So it became obvious that we weren't going to go anywhere yet again on the financial planning side. They've got somebody in place that they're happy with on the investments, mostly him. He, he's a CPA, works for uh, Auditor General. So anyway, the bottom line is, I said, okay, let's talk about your life insurance. Do you want us just to be the life insurance professionals? And they said, yes. I said, great. As far as your coverage goes, we've talked about that it's not adequate based on the income levels. Do you want to address that? And they didn't. So then I'm just thinking of ideas, you know. Uh, now we got talking about their kids, seven-year-old, four-year-old. And I said, what's your biggest concern, your biggest worries about your children? And I do this all the time, children or grandchildren. Well, you know, I'm very concerned about their future. Will they have enough money in the future? Will they be able to have good jobs? They don't, they're not going to have a retirement plan, blah, blah, blah. Well, long story short, that led to them agreeing to get with Ed and do applications for life insurance. Life insurance to lock in their children's insurability, protect them today, but lock in their future ability to buy life insurance. And the way I did that is I said, so let me share something with you, an idea that as a father and a grandfather, now a great-grandfather, I've been using in my own world. And I just brought up on what we call client manager, and I showed him a policy on my son, then a policy on my grandson that I had used, and they go, we want that. And she says, that's just like what we've got. I said, it is. It's just that uh, it's on your children, and later in life, you, you can give it to them. You've started them down the path of financial security. But it started with an idea, just talking about ideas. Like, what about this? No, no, no. Oh, that's a hot button. And we, we just did an overview of it, and they'll be getting with Ed and uh, doing business. And then, so there's multiple things happening here. Ideas did the selling there. I sold the concept, demonstrated the concept. Now I got out of the way, Ed will go do the business, and we'll split the business. I'll make money without having to get involved again. And now they'll see him as being their primary advisor. So that and and that's a great example of of just having that conversation. You have all these ideas sort of floating around in your head. This is what you do all the time, and you're just looking to figure out what ideas are they going to be tuned to. Where do they have a a, a problem or a, a a gap or an exposure to something that they care about? You know, and I, I tell this with our I talk to our clients all the time about this, that because people get sort of in love with their, with the problem that they solve. And that's a dangerous thing. And, and it's almost as dangerous as getting in love with the product that you sell. So the, there are all kinds of problems in the world. And, um, and, and most of the time people don't really care about solving problems. They're much more concerned about alleviating consequences of problems and and you have to get it to that sort of deeper level. The consequence is what is how's it going to affect me? I got all kinds of problems in my life, John, that I, I'm not willing to spend a, a single red cent to solve. I'm perfectly fine Absolutely. with that problem persisting. Yep. Okay. Same here. And and so you've gotta you can't get in love with I, I've run into this with uh 
with professionals, particularly in things like, um, you know, engineering or accounting or architecture, someplace, someplace where they've been to school for a long time and they've got all this training and they see that the way that somebody's doing something is just not optimal and it's wrong. And they fall in love with the, you know, solving that problem. And it's got to be a problem that actually is, you know, to the, the, the person that you want to solve it for and have be your client. It's got to be a problem worthy of them spending money on. And if you don't have that, you have a really hard time making a sale. Like it becomes very full of friction. And I like frictionless sales. And what you're describing is just sort of having a conversation and finding where that is and then saying, okay, well, let's talk about this idea. So that's one way of, of using it in one-to-one. -one. But I also want to talk a little bit about how you use it to attract people into you in the first place. Because I, I think this is one of the key things that differentiates you in the market. I don't know how many advisors there are here in Tallahassee, but there's a bunch of them. I mean, you can't hardly throw a rock without hitting one. So, um, you know, there are lots of choices, but you're one of the, the real recognized market leaders. And I think that's because of the well, ideas you share. Well, thank you for that. I, I think what helps me maintain that is I don't walk in a room at a uh, Rotary Club or Economic Club or Tiger Bay or Boy Scout event or Honor Flight. I don't walk in anymore. And I was younger, I did. I was guilty of looking for dollar signs on your forehead or on your chest to make a sale. Now, I walk in just relaxed. And I just, if you're the first person I see, I say, if I don't know you, I say, look at Nathan, I say, if I'm John Curry, which half. And I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying the venue and the people, number one. Number two, I just want to be visible. I just want to make sure that they see me and they know that John was there. That's it. Because my other media, the little ads I run on um, uh, PBS, on WFSU TV, they'll see my picture there. They'll see something on a postcard that I'll send out. They'll hear about the podcast. They'll get an email about it. They'll get a seminar invitation. So somehow they'll see me again uh, if they're on my list. And they probably are. But if not, they will be. But then when they engage me, let's suppose somebody says, most time now they'll say, oh, you're, you're the retirement guy. I said, well, you're close. I'm the secure retirement guy. I said, what's the difference? Well, would you like to have a risky retirement or a secure retirement? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I have a secure retirement. Is your retirement going to be secure or risky? Do you know? How would I know that? Well, uh, are you at all concerned about what's happening with the market? When the Dow was down a couple of days ago by 800 points, did that panic you at all? Well, yeah. Then you have a risky retirement. Oh, what do you do that's different? Well, there's not time to do it here. You, would you like to come in and have lunch with me at my office? I'll walk you through our process. We happy to help you with that. And I take it away. I'm not engaging in a conversation there about how I do it. I will let you know that I am available and would love to help you feel like to come. And I said, there's different ways you can learn. You can come meet with me, have lunch. We can have a telephone appointment. You can listen to my podcast. You have a podcast? I do. You can read my book. You can come to one of my seminars or one of my webinars. Now, what have I just done? Just, just what have I just ticked off there to where they're, they're like, oh, my God, this guy has got all of this stuff. Now, whether they say it or not, they're thinking, podcast? 
webinar, book, seminars? Whew. What have I been missing? Especially if four or five of the people, hey, John, how you doing? Love your podcast, man. Hey, man, that seminar last week was awesome. Thank you. Now, all of a sudden, this person's like, holy cow. I got to get to know this guy. Well, and there's, I mean, that works on so many different levels. That's one of the things that, you know, for everybody listening, as you're you're listening to to John talk about this stuff, you know, he and I have been deep students of marketing for a really long time. And one of the things, and, and John, I'm going to always try and point this out as it comes up, because a lot of the stuff that we just assume as part of it, you know, is actually new to a lot of people. So one of the, You're the, right. the and one of the things that, that really works on, um, on a really powerful level there is that when you tick those things off, and it doesn't have to be all those things. If you're listening to this going, God, how am I ever going to do all of that? It doesn't have to be all those things. It could be, do you listen to my podcast? Have you, you know, attended my latest uh, online presentation, a webinar, you know, or, or my, my in-person seminar? Or have you, uh, you know, are you subscribed to my weekly, you know, um, financial articles or whatever it is? When you have things like a media platform, like a podcast or an email newsletter or a printed newsletter, when you're doing things like putting on seminars and webinars, when you you know get to the point where you've got a short book um, or a series of guides, let's say you put together a guide on Social Security and Medicare, and you've got all of these assets now, then you're no longer a salesperson. You're an expert. You're an authority. And... So many people wait to be picked for that, uh, you know, as if there is some magic credential. You know, there's the the expert granting wizard that comes down and anoints you, you know, with the the sword on the, both shoulders, right? But you and I have learned that you, you just if you create the stuff of authority the webinars, the presentations, the podcast, the book, and you do it little by little by little, pretty soon you're an authority. And, well, let's so, go back to mine. I, it took me forever to do mine because you, you got me started off on uh, the idea of the podcast. But over the years I did, so I was uh, actually way back when I just audio tapes. I'd record a tape, give it to somebody, and then CDs came along, et cetera. I've been around that long. I'm 66 and a half years old. so. Uh, <laughs> So in business 45 years, we didn't have computers when I came to business. What's, a, what's an audio about. cassette? <clears throat> yeah, you're right. But there's still people who like them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've got some old ones years ago. But it's funny that technology changes, but the concepts don't. And the people don't change. The ideas get better and better, but people don't change. Human nature is human nature. It's just the way it is. You know? Absolutely. So I... I just think it's what you're talking about there is so true that for me initially it was nothing more than uh, postcards, than a newsletter. So I added to it as time goes by, and I've got a couple of projects in mind. I've got two books in my head. I want you to help me get done uh, at a fast pace uh, to add to the, my current book. But anyway, my point is, is jumping in there is that you're correct. Start where you are with the ideas that you like that have been successful and then let those ideas help you do the selling by putting, throwing the idea out there. Think of a round room with multiple, a bunch of doors. You open up one door, nothing there. You close the door, you go to the next room. Just go around that circle. 
I learned that at my first MGRT meeting back in 1981. I forget the gentleman's name now that gave that presentation, but it has stuck with me all these years that uh, all you're doing is exploring to see if there is a fit. Maybe there isn't. Maybe yesterday we'd had that lunch and we'd ended it on a friendly basis. Hey, it was so great to hear about your family. Love to hear about your son and your little girl, blah, 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 blah. Move on. But at least you've nurtured the relationship and you've met a new person. It's not like you got to go to this network event and come out with a sale. If you just met one new person and you had a meaningful conversation, that is success. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, I'd like for you to to kind of shift gears a little bit here, and and you've been doing this for a while, and and um, and I should tease you because that really what I'm really saying there is you're old. So I know what you're uh, saying. I've been I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. I think uh, I think I don't think you're. Uh, no, not quite, but almost, almost. Okay. All right, okay. You were a, you were a little baby then, or two years old maybe. I think I was in kindergarten the year you started. Um, okay, smart Alex. Okay, buddy, go ahead. <laughs> I, love, I, I love you too. <laughs> I know. So um, there's a there's an aspect of this which I think is really important for folks, um, and this will help you in all of your selling. So if we're talking about letting ideas do the selling, communicating those ideas clearly is uh, is really the obstacle that has to be overcome there because if you confuse the heck out of the prospect, they're not going to do anything. One of the benefits, one of the great benefits of using these ideas over and over and over again is that you refine how you say it, both in the one-on-one situation and then how you write about it, how you talk about it if you have a podcast or a presentation or however. And John, I've watched you do this just in... You know, we've known each other, what, a little over 10 years now, and I have watched you evolve and evolve and evolve, and you'll hear something that a prospect says and how they respond to it, and that will then immediately go into the next time you share that idea, and over time, it just gets better and better and better and better and more tuned in to what the prospects need to hear so that they can get the help that they need. Well, I, I, I agree with you on that in the sense that, uh, and we've known each other since 2008, by the way, because I had my heart surgery in 08, and you had become a friend earlier that year, and mm-hmm. you were there for me during that uh, difficult time. So uh, 11 years now. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't know how to give credit to this, to whom I might have read it or heard them say it. You know, only a fool learns just from their experience. And you learn from other people's experiences. And and when I'm talking with someone, that conversation becomes part of me. And I do believe in refinement, getting better and better at something, better and better, no matter what you're doing. Um, so if something is working, great. If it's not working, I'll dissect it. Uh, I, the best analogy is like a comedian. I've heard... Um, um, Seinfeld say, Jerry Seinfeld say, and also uh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy, they'll go on the road and they'll go to some little places that are a dive and do their comedy routine because they want to experiment with something to see if it works. Uh, now, these are big guys who are making millions and millions of dollars. So 
So why would they go do that? Why would they subject themselves to that? Because they want to test it and see if it works. Does that make sense? Completely. Yeah, completely. And they want to try they will try something new so if it flops it flops there not in front of a big crowd so they'll test and test and test and they'll improve this take this out add that and that's what we should be doing and we have to be mindful all the time that we have financial regulators and company compliance things to deal with so the more i practice it and i get it narrowed down to where the home office compliance department says okay we're good with this and then they know that you poke me in the ribs at two in the morning and you ask me a question and the answer is the same every time. It also helps with the confidence level with the home office. So it helps me in so many ways. And also, uh, if you're playing the role, uh, a major role or some role in a Broadway show, if you know your lines perfectly, all you've got to do is practice them occasionally so that you're on top of it. You don't have to start from scratch every time. So there's a lot of benefits to that. And then if you have certain ideas, for me, my focus is on retirement planning, secure retirement planning, John Curry's secure retirement method. So I have eliminated a whole lot of stuff and only focus on a few ideas now. So it's not like I'm bombarding them with 9,000 ideas. It's just a few ideas. And then they'll either embrace them or they'll, or they'll tell me not. And and I, I think that's what attracts people into you. You'll get people that'll, you know, you'll you'll send them a postcard about a seminar or a webinar you're doing around Social Security, an area where they've got a concern, right? Um, you know, I get I get mailings from other advisors, um, and it's it's almost hard to read. You know, doing what I do for a living. I look at it and I go, God, this is just tough because they, they're breaking all these rules. But it's all about, hey, the, the market's up. Can I sell you some investments? Or, hey, the market's about to go down. Can I sell you some investments? And, I mean, it's and they're not couching it in any, in, in any real ideas. And so they're not bringing any extra value. You're showing up and saying, I know a lot of folks in the community have a concern about how they're going to optimize social security or how they're going to deal with RMDs or how, when they go into to Medicare, that's going to impact them financially. Um, and you use that, that problem, you know, that they are sitting there worried about as a way to say, Hey, I, I have some ideas on that. I can help. And you bring them in and it builds trust and you start from that point and, and then work your way into selling. But you got to get their attention and you got to begin building trust first. And I think that's the power of using ideas to sell. It also gets you out of the mode of having to be a salesman or a saleswoman. I mean, yeah, that's your job. But and, and you know, you don't want to shy away from that. But I, I, you know, when I was out networking on a, a real heavy basis, you know, I'd run into advisors all the time and, you know, the, the way they would describe themselves was all about what they were selling and product. And when you go someplace, John, the way you describe yourself, cause I've watched you do it. It's um, as a, a person first. And when somebody asks, it's all around the problem that you solve and, and the ideas related to that. So it's just a, a totally different approach. And um, folks, what I want you to get out of all of this is that 
A lot of people are going to tell you, you ought to do it the other way, not focus on the ideas that it's all about activity and activity is important, but activity without the ideas available to do the selling for you is going to turn you into a commodity. If you look at the performance that John's got, and he's been doing this really consistently for four decades now, it's, it's not coincidence that, that he leans on these ideas to soften the beachhead, to, to make this easier for him to make contact. So, um, John, what have we left out of this? Yeah, please. One thing I want to share, you and I are students of uh, copywriting and marketing. Robert Collier said way back in, way back in the thirties and forties, I think it was, join the conversation that's already in the person's head that you're talking with. So what are the things that are in the people that I talk with? What's in their head is social security. Will it be here when I retire? Social security, which option do I take? You know, do I take it at 62? Do I take it at full retirement age? Do I take it at 70? A lot of confusion on that. Even at my Rotary Club on Tuesday, I did a quick little wrap up. Another person spoke and at the end, I couldn't believe this. He said, John Curry, would you please come up here and take two or three minutes and just share with the group your experience on social security planning because you, you're like the master of this. Now, here's a guy talking about social security, one of my competitors, okay? But he brings me up. Now, he, now you got to visualize this. He's wearing a golf shirt and casual slacks, three other advisors in a room, casual. I walk up, I'm wearing a nice blue suit, white shirt, blah, blah, blah. So I come across as the guy. And, I, and I, it's his show, right? When I get done, people are applauding me. Then I turn, I applaud him, and I said, thank you very much. You've done a great job today. But there's a situation of where being, becoming known for what the conversation is inside their head will make your life easier. People are worried about health care costs. They're worried about running out of money. They're worried about Social Security. So I don't want to talk about life insurance and annuities. I want to talk about those things. And so, by the way, has anyone ever shown you how to use your existing life insurance and annuities to solve these problems? I don't have any annuities. Excuse me? I don't have any annuities. Wow. Why? And now they'll tell me why. Well, they're expensive. Ooh, compared to what? See what happened there? So I'm not talking, I don't have to leave with the product. The product is the solution. Is No, it's not. I'm the solution. I, I believe in our, I am the solution. You don't have me in your world, you're in trouble. And I also learned from my friend, Dan Sullivan, a concept that everybody in my community needs me. Not everyone wants me. So I'm only gonna spend my time and energy on those who want me. Does that make sense? Completely, and it's a powerful shift from the way most people think. Well, well John, we've covered a lot of good stuff right here. We, yeah, we have. As usual, we could probably go on for hours. Um, and, you know, if, if you didn't listen to the last episode where we talked about podcasts, um, one of the reasons we paired these two together is that one of the easiest ways to begin getting your ideas out there is to use a podcast where you just show up and talk and you can share the idea. Um, and so you don't have to have studied copywriting like John and I have. You don't have to have studied marketing for years and years and years. It's just an easy, easy way to get, get the ideas out there and get them out of your head quickly. 
so All John, right. any final thoughts for, uh, for folks before we wrap this one up? And I think next episode we're on tap, we're going to talk about life insurance a little bit and talk about some of the ideas around that and how you use them to introduce life insurance when it's appropriate. The only thing I would say is just narrow down to two, maybe three things that you really want to focus on. Not products now. Products are okay, but if you're going to take the product approach like I've done, okay, who out there could use the annuities and want the annuities? If I don't sell the annuity, I sell what the annuity does. So identify the things that would be the reasons they should have the annuity. Let those be your ideas and focus on those and go tell your story and tell it often. And if you find that they don't like your idea, it's okay. Uh, find another person that will. That's it. Love it. Well, my friend, um, this has been fun. I hope you've had a, a, a productive uh, and safe drive, and at least you're still on the line with me. So we've uh, successfully navigated a uh, an on-the-road well, podcast. And, yes, we uh, have. Every- and by the way, I'm, I'm in Jacksonville right now, by the way. I'm crossing over this big old bridge right now over the river. So uh, life's been good, and this has been very productive. And, and, by, and let me end by saying this. Find ways to multiply yourself and be productive in ways that you normally wouldn't. Instead of listening to music or another podcast, here we were creating something of value for all the people who are listening. Absolutely. Well, folks, if you've enjoyed this, do us a favor. Share it with an advisor that you care about. Uh, Walk down the hall in your office and tell someone uh, that's down there that they ought to listen to this, that it'll help them and help them go help more people because that's ultimately why we're doing it. And uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are. You can find us at advisorinnercircle.com and you can sign up there to get email updates when we send a new uh, episode out. And uh, we hope to have you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Steve, thank you very much and goodbye, everybody.